Hello my loves, I'm Carly Deering and you're listening to Tea with Kings and Queens, the podcast where I chat to the most exciting performers from the world of drag, burlesque and cabaret. In today's episode, I'm chatting to rock star drag king Will Power. Will is a Norwich-based king from the incredible House of Power, is co-host of one of my favourite shows, Euphoria, sings, acts, dances and everything in between. Today we talk about performing, take that, moustaches and get super awkward about Drag Race UK and make plans to storm the BBC. Enjoy. Today I'm thrilled to be talking to multi-multi-talented icon, my favourite boy band member, it's Mr Will Power. Hello! Hello. <laughs> so good to talk to you. I know, I'm so thrilled for finally chatting. We have been planning this for an age. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really nice. Um, how are you doing? We're in lockdown three now. We are, <laughs> yeah. Oh my, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I knew it was coming. I fully anticipated it coming. It needed mm. to happen, but I, um, I feel like I'm peaking. Yes, I peaked. <laughs> I peaked last oh. year. Yeah, where's the motivation gone? There's just none. I don't know. What are your coping strategies right now, if you have any? Oh, uh, I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make it out of bed in the morning. That's that's the main one. Um, make it, make a cup of tea because I feel like that proper properly wakes me up. And then I don't know Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> TikTok. I've I've stayed away from this. I think I'm too old. Uh, no but are, are you creating stuff on there as well I did I did in the first lockdown um and to, to some sort of form of success I made a TikTok about um the film Ice Age like the children's animation film Ice Age um where I I predicted what the sexuality of the <laughs> stage character would be um, and it ended up racking up like 90,000 views and like 20,000 likes Um, and at that point I was like oof Um, and nothing has quite lived up to that so I just stopped. (laughs) How did you feel getting that kind of was it validating? I don't know. It was more I more felt shame because I just figured that the the mutuals I had that followed me on there like my mates would like it and be like ha 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 oh look at look at them making silly little videos in their bedroom and then it ended up yeah and people commenting and tagging people I was like oh god what if someone I don't know sees this and they're like oh I'm glad that this is what they've amounted to you've got huge yeah that was my that was my five seconds of TikTok fame (laughs) um can we talk about Will please yes yes so I don't know where to start with Will because uh, my favorite performance I think of digital drag last year was your uh Friday night dinner I'm actually drinking out of my Friday night dinner oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) Uh, can you tell me about that and what it was for anyone that hasn't seen it and where like the inspiration came from to do to be Jim yeah absolutely so um for people who haven't watched there's a great show on channel four um, and it's on Netflix as well, called Friday Night Dinner. Um, and it stars like Mark Heap, Tamsin Gregg, um, Paul we'll Ritter. We will get to her. Oh, God. <laughs> um, it's hilarious. It's brilliant. 
Um, and during the first lockdown, um, my family kept imploring me to watch it, and I finally did, and I fell in love with it um, in all its stupidity. Um, and then when me and Cynthia Road uh, decided that we were going to do digital euphorias, we were sort of humming and ahhing about what performances we do. And originally I was going to do like a, like a boy band tribute music video. And I bought like an all white outfit, like white jeans, white blazer. Um, and then one night I was listening to Stupid Love by Lady Gaga. She just officially um, sort of released the music video. And I was like, what if I combined my two present favourite things? Because Stupid Love was on my Spotify wrapped as like my number one song last year. Um, and I'd binged Friday night dinner over and over again. I was like, what if it was Jim from Friday night dinner singing Stupid Love to Jackie and I made a ridiculous music video um, and posted it on the internet <laughs> to embarrass myself. <laughs> Well, it was amazing. Um, Is it still on the internet? Can we relive it? Yes. That's yeah. It, I, I've never taken that down. Good. Good. <laughs> it just makes um, me really happy. And honestly, my neighbours must think I'm an absolute crackhead at this point because I'm dancing around my estate um, in heeled boots, uh, a T-shirt with Tamsin Greg's face on it and, um, and, and yeah, dressed dress up as a, as a bloke. So <laughs> I love that you dragged him up with the heeled boots. That was like one yeah. of my favourite touches. <laughs> I was like, I, I kept double, uh, like, second guessing myself. I was like, is this draggy enough? And everyone was like, Lauren, you're dressed up as Jim from Friday Night Dinner singing a Lady Gaga song. It's, it's, uh, it's draggy enough. It's definitely draggy enough. Do you still wear that T-shirt with Tamsin Greg's face on? <laughs> no, well, oh. um, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, for Halloween at work, we were told to dress up. And I was like, oh, I don't really know what to dress up as. Um, I had a Harry Potter cloak and I, I ended up dressing up as Jim again Halloween <laughs> this year. And you know what? Nobody got it. Oh, Absolutely. no! It was humiliating. I'm stood there. I've got like a little dog toy attached to my, attached to my belt buckle. Um, I'm really committed to it. And everyone was like, oh, what are you meant to be? I was like, no! What's wrong with these people? Who do you work with? Terrible. Well, it was it was the punters. The people I worked with were like, oh yeah, that's great. But the punters just had no idea what was happening. Um, and then I was switching. Um, I work at an escape room. So I was switching to doing voices before I put them into a room. So I was doing like a 1940s transatlantic accent um, whilst dressed as Jim from Friday Night Dinner. It was pretty funny. Were you tempted <laughs> to do some Jim for them? Well, one person kind of said, oh, are you from that show? And I went, yeah. They were like, oh, they were like, shalom. And I was like, oh, do you want me to do my impression? And they were like, I, I guess you can if you want. I was like, I'm not going to do it. You don't want me to. Oh, please do it now. I, oh, God. Um, okay. Is it it's on demand, isn't it? That's not fair. Well, well no, that's, that's quite all right. Like, I can do a gym impression. Should, should, you, should you require Carly? Thank you. That's great. I'm so happy. <laughs> um, yeah. And Tamsin Greg, I know you're a bit of a fan. Yeah, yeah. I oh, I don't know what happened. Um, Lockdown, I, watched... I think. I've had all sorts of bizarre interests and things appear in my life that I wasn't aware yeah. that I liked before. I think I think that's that's it, isn't it? You just sort of go stir crazy. I, I yeah. Friday night dinner. Thought, wow, she's a great actress. Um, 
and then and then it was spiral and I ended up watching her entire filmography she's got some great stuff and great tv she's, shows as she's well. awesome yeah she's really great um very very talented so um yeah it was it was educational if anything because I'm an actor so I was you know taking taking notes so where did Will come from then let's get to Will and kind of his story yeah. so you, you're a trained actor uh, darling, I'm just <laughs> um, yeah, no, I did. I did go to drama school. Um, it basically, Will Will Power was birthed essentially from Cynthia Road, my drag mother. Literally um, birthed. Yeah, it was a violent and messy, messy day. Um, <laughs> no, everyone was every that changed everyone. Um, <laughs> no, Cynthia started doing drag and kept sort of harassing me to start it. Um, she kept saying, "Oh." you know be a drag queen be a drag queen and I kept saying oh I don't know if being a drag queen sits quite right with me um and sort of playing about with with ideas of names of what I could be and I was like oh I could be like a theatre queen or or try to find a basis to start my sort of drag journey um and we were in a McDonald's one day very classy um <laughs> with um, Cynthia's drag mother, my drag grandmother, Belinda, um, and I was forcing everyone to go around the table and say something they were going to strive to achieve in the new year. Um, so I started and I was like, oh, in the new year, I really want to have more willpower. And Cynthia was like, that's it. That's your name. Nice. Oh my God. And then it all sort of fell into place from that moment onwards. Cause I was like, well, willpower is, is a king name. Maybe I should explore the avenue of, of becoming a drag king. And it, you know what, it made total sense because through my entire life, I have just played men over and over again. I've played Danny Zuko in Greece. I've played Willy Wonka, played Prince Charming. Um, I've played Roscoe Arbuckle, which was a silent film star in my drama school, like, um, graduating um, show so um, yeah it just made sense and then I started hiding away in my bathroom at night and drawing moustaches on my face. <laughs> <laughs> at what point did you feel like you were ready to get out there and perform for the first time? As it was well? it was it was honestly just the um, I remember the first time I went out as Will was um, Norwich Pride 2019 um, and I'd, I'd just been playing about with makeup in my bathroom. I hadn't done anything, you know, <laughs> too serious. Um, and I took all my makeup to go over to Belinda's house because it was me, Cynthia and Belinda getting ready together. Um, and ev we were all getting into drag. And I knew that I was going to dress up as willpower. Um, but my mum was like, oh, do you know what you're going to dress up as tonight? Are you going to do some fun makeup? I was like, yeah, you know, having already borrowed like a shirt from my granddad, in order to, to wear that night um, I was like yeah I don't know what I'm gonna dress up as yet I have to I have to wait and see maybe you know a nice colorful eyeshadow or something like that no full moustache um, men's shirt like taped down my boobs the full the full the full hog nice. um, and and you know that was that was sort of a great I, that was probably the best night to have done it pride because nobody bad and I yeah um, especially when you're with like a six foot tall uh, drag queen, no, nobody's looking at the little the little short ginger moustached man beside them, um, 
and then obviously euphoria and then and then I just I really got a taste for it yeah tell me about euphoria so I've been able to experience the online trilogy but obviously it was a real show in real life in the yeah. before times oh those um, were the that days. you that you co-hosted so what's that experience been like I mean that show I, oh, I love euphoria um yeah when 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 it sort of begun, Cynthia very much took the took the reins for the first show. Um, just, I mean, I was I was following Take That around the country on tour, and then I went to Thailand, so <laughs> I didn't have any time. Um, no, S Cynthia, Cynthia very much um, gave birth to Euphoria, um, and then since then it's become more of a working partnership, um, where basically I just. I just put my aura in. I was like, I think we should be doing this, and I think we should be doing this. And Cynthia's just had to go along with it. Um, but yeah, the first, the first, I don't think we could quite comprehend how many people came to the first one. Um, it was awesome, um, and I think it it sort of became an alternative night in Norwich um, because nothing about it was polished. We didn't want it to be polished. We wanted it to be messy, fun night where everyone was just celebrated for being a bit weird. Um, and so that was, again, a great place to sort of start honing what is willpower, because um, I think he's come on quite a journey. Um, but yeah, and then obviously the trilogy, the great trilogy, some say better than the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I'd say so, and I'm a great big Lord of the Rings fan. So. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm, I'm actually sat opposite um, a JK, um, J.R.R. Tolkien. JK? I own The Children of Hurin. I've never read it. Have you read that? I, I've read half of it. Um, it's just a lot of description of trees. Yeah, I mean, it's it's dense, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, he's a guy who likes to really describe things within like an inch of their being. Yeah, there's no people, but my God, those trees. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, yeah, Peter Jackson missed a trick there. Yeah, maybe really I'm a fan of the films, which is not <laughs> in the spirit of it, is it? If I'm truly think, honest. No, I think they're long enough to make up for the book, surely. <laughs> um... Yes, the trilogy. Well, how do you think Will has changed then over that time? Because it's not a huge amount of time, really, <laughs> since you started. No, I think I went into it very much um, tunnel vision, insisting that I was going to be like this 90s boy band-esque image. And I still I still maintain that I'm like a boy band wannabe um, fully, um, because basically my entire interest in music is pop poppy trashy cheesy music um which I think boy bands often fall into that category but that's great um but I think I think like aesthetically now Will's become a bit more like 80s glam rock mm, um, the hair yeah luxurious yeah. <laughs> gone on a journey with the hair um yeah and I think I feel like that's that feels more comfortable to me like I feel like that aesthetic is like I don't know, more, what's it, better? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, well, can we talk about Take That for a moment then? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was there the first time around following them around. So that's really, I mean, I never went as far as you did. <laughs> oh, really? Oh. <laughs> yes, I never left the country for them. Oh. Um, <laughs> 
but where where does this love come from and i mean gary barlow has described you as amazing that's official i've seen it on he Twitter. has he has he 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 retweeted a video of with will power going at it um at a drag competition in london um yeah no my friend in 2017 um she i'd always sort of expressed an interest in wanting to go to the concert but i didn't get tickets and i couldn't afford tickets um and then the day before um my friend messaged me and she said oh we've got a, me and my family we've got a spare ticket to go see take that tomorrow night do you want to come and i was like well obviously um i didn't really know any of their songs particularly well i thought well i i knew i knew take that as much as everybody knows take that um and yeah it just i remember stood there halfway through and i was like oh no this is going to be a massive massive problem for me in, in what way i just i just knew it was going to take over my life i was like crying i was screaming the, the people um stood in front of us actually one of the women turned around to me at one point and she screamed in my face because I clearly was like irritating her because I was being too excitable. Um, and I was like, I'm just having fun. And she was like, okay, but can you have fun a bit quieter? It's like, we're at a concert, Mary, calm down. Um, it's tech Gary Barlow's in front of me. What are you, chat what are you chatting about? Were you near um, the front? We were about eight or nine rows from the front. So not, and we were like stood, we were, we were sort of in the pit and they did this particular tour in the round. Um, I, yeah, it just awoke something in me. And I, I got home at, at night and I was like scrolling through um, Spotify and being like, oh, I haven't heard this song in years. Like, oh my God. Oh, and it, yeah. And then it became a massive, massive problem. Fast forward four years um, and I sort of jumped from, I, j I jumped very much from being very sort of like a casual fan being like, oh, I, I like that album. I like that song um, to being like, I cannot think about anything else. Does that happen often with you? Because I just, I love being a fan of stuff and I'm the same. I'm like all or nothing. Like I just love a new thing to be into. Does that happen with you with other things? Oh my, all the time. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that, that was fully what Tamsin Greg was like last March that was funny like I need something to occupy me let me cling to this one specific thing um yeah but no yeah take that as taking me on on lots of lots of fun little journeys and it really it really influenced me starting out this willpower so yeah tell tell me about that then because you know we know kind of the, the whole boy band kind of aesthetic and stuff as you said when you first started out but how have you sort of synthesized that I mean, I think I think what I've what I've loved and I still love about them so much is because everybody always says like, oh, you go to the same show like 10 times. I'm like, yeah, because every show is made different because they are just such great showmen. Um, and that's something I really tried to bring across. And their music is just like a crowd pleaser. You'll, you'll put shine on and everyone's like, um so yeah i think i've i've really tried to occupy that and the dancing the the, the audience engagement um and all, all that good stuff um but yeah i started out doing a take that mega mix um and i still have it i've used it multiple times for multiple different it's brilliant um, I, I just rework it um <laughs> my take that mega mix um yeah i love it um it's a great crowd pleaser 
Um, and it feels great to perform it as well. And it, it felt it felt bloody wonderful when Gary Barlow retweeted it. Fair. Did you ever get on um, Mark Owen's live? No. That's a shame. Um, he, he, we had quite a lot of interaction on um, Instagram last summer when they were on tour um, because I, wore, I actually wore a moustache to um, eight of the stadium gigs in sort of homage to Mark Owen. Um, the first time he saw it, because um, me and the uh, two ladies I tour around with, we always queue so we're at the front on the barrier. Um, and the first time Mark Owen saw me wearing a giant moustache on my upper lip, um, he sort of looked at me as if to be like, are you taking the piss out of me? Or is this meant to be friendly? I don't understand. But, you know, as, as gigs went by, he realised that I was, I was, it was a homage. Um, so he recognised Will. Yeah. Really. And, and you know what? That, that was also, I think that was another uh, attributing factor to, to Will. Because I was like, damn, I look good in a moustache. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty special. Yeah, I remember walking out of one gig and I was sort of like, I had a bit of a swagger on. I was like, oh my God, why am I, why have I got a swagger? It's just because I had a, I'd stuck an Amazon moustache to my top lip. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat, okay. Awesome. Um, what else or who else influences your drag or who do you like watching perform? Um, I mean there's so many there's so many kings that I've come across now where I'm like wow um Bojangles is amazing um that old-timey sort of jazz feel Richard Energy is great um Dandy Issues who obviously had on the had on the pod um the Norwich drag scene before I fully joined it really really um drew me in I remember the first proper sort of um local drag show I went to was a House of Days night in Norwich um, and I remember watching uh, a performer called Discount Dandy perform and they did Peacock by um, Katy Perry and I mean I was I was pissed I was pissed out of my mind but I was I was screaming I was pressed up against the back hall of this dingy little room like screaming because of like the amount of confidence they were emitting and the fact everyone in that room was like they are a rock star um Dolores Deep Throat majorly like the way they lip sync and hold an audience was really really influential to me and even now I, I watch I watch Dolly perform live and the moment they step on stage and they start performing and they sort of give the audience like a once up once down everybody's just eating out the palm of their hand that they're, they're incredible um not to mention like Bishy Barnaby who's like got the camp comedy so that was really fun to watch um, and I've become really good. I've become really good friends with um, Dolores Deepthroat and, and Bishy Barnaby, um, which has been amazing. But yeah, they're really, they're really influential. And it's always humbling. I always find myself when I'm in sort of like a social setting with them now, feel really humbled that I get to be their friend um, because I watch them from afar and in awe, and I still do. Um, and obviously, Cynthia's great. Cynthia constantly, <laughs> Cynthia constantly inspires me to pull my finger out my butt and um, <laughs> put myself into drag. How did you and Cynthia meet? Because you mentioned it on a podcast, but you didn't say actually how. Or is this a secret that no. we must never know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was London, nineteen forty-three. Uh, <laughs> no, um, 
me, me and Cynthia, we both um, have like a theatre background and we were both doing a production um, of a show called High School Prom Queen, um, which was sort of, it was a very sort of high school musical-esque feel to the show, but it was an original piece. Um, and that was performed at the Norwich Theatre Royal <clears throat> here in Norfolk. Um, and because Cynthia's a couple years younger than me, um, and obviously neither one of us had any interest well, we both we both watched Drag Race, but we had no ambition to become drag performers ourselves at the time. Um, and um, we were paired together in a dance um, called Go Go Orioles Go, um, and in which he was um, a jock and I was a cheerleader. Um, and one of the dance moves was we had to turn in to face each other, have eye to eye contact, and then Cynthia had to lift me in front of them and move me to the other side of them as like a lift um and every time we had to turn to each other we'd always end up starting to like we didn't know each other we'd always end up starting we'd look into each other's eyes and we start to giggle and laugh because we knew that this horrible lift was going to have to happen and Cynthia Cynthia is a little little tiny skinny skinny gentle them so <laughs> I'm I'm a bit curvier um and so every time it was literally like I would have to sort of propel myself and then just sort of shove me. Um, and yeah, I think I think it, it became quite apparent pretty soon that we were going to be some weird double act, very much uh, Sweeney Todd, Mrs. Lovett-esque <laughs> demented relationship. Um, and it yeah, it just it just blossomed. And. Um, I think I think a lot of people who we did that theatre company with always think, oh, look, like Cynthia and Will, or our real names, which I was about to say, but we'll keep that anonymous. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, they all sort of think of us as the, the troublesome, troublesome pair. Um, yeah, and it's just, it's just been, it's been, I think I've known them five years now, maybe coming up to six years. Um, and I love them very dearly. I can't imagine, we, we spend about an hour a day on the phone to each other and I can't imagine my life without them now. This is very soppy. Oh, it's and I'm sure I'm sure me saying that will give them a massive ego boost. <laughs> <laughs> when you did, when you were co-hosting Euphoria, you weren't in the same house, were you? You were doing that remotely, is that right? Yeah, yeah. and we weren't, we didn't even script anything, um, which was... Which was great for me when I came to edit it. Um, we basically we'd call and we'd be like, okay, this is the premise of the joke or the or the bit we're going to do before this um, uh, performer introduction, um, and then we'd both just go away and say stuff, and then I chop and change it together. But the great thing is we have a very similar similar sense of humour in that way, so it just kind of did work, and it was. If I say fairly easy, it was it was very very long strenuous hours and um, breakdowns at four o'clock in the morning. But um, it yeah, was it was really fun. It was really fun to watch. That's that's so honestly it it I that I think that's one of the things I'm like proudest of ever doing. Like making those three like particularly in lockdown. Like we made three like feature length queer films basically. Um, yeah, and it was amazing to do that with like my best friend at my side. Um, and they just now they just exist on a on a Google Drive. <laughs> yes, something will have to be done with them in the future. 
yeah yeah for sure maybe maybe we need a we need a um a replay or something yeah but um yeah it was really cool and it was like it was amazing like seeing people watch it that just it just yeah that felt so awesome and it was so needed as well because they were just well it happened so quick as well it's like oh thank god like something I can watch and just escape into so early on into everything you know it was just it was fantastic so you're now exploring the podcast genre yourself yes can we talk about your podcast and yeah your experience of that yeah I I've been wanting to do a podcast for years um and for whatever reason I think I think last year sort of gave me um a reality check in the sense I was like because we were stuck inside for months um and you know a lot of a lot of what I do with with willpower and euphoria like that's just I always find that's like an extension of being creative um and it's like another it's another performance outlet um and a way to sort of express myself creatively um so I've been wanting to do the podcast and once all the digital drag stuff died down I was like well what do I have now I was like I can't act because there's no shows able to go ahead um and so I I sort of brought it up to my friend Esther who is my co-host on the podcast um because we've always spoken about doing a show together like a theatre um show um and we were like yeah let's just do it let's just do it um so we started recording in an actual like podcasting studio that we'd hire out um yeah and I've loved it it's been great and especially like obviously like listening to podcasts such as yourself um over the past year it's it's made it sort of I I sort of always thought that podcasting was unattainable for like Mm. the average Joe it's not you know we're sat here chatting (laughs) no it's just us and our laptops yeah um yeah so it's it's been really good fun um and again it's sort of it's getting to explore like the editing avenue which I really like um which I really enjoyed with with doing digital drag over the summer um so yeah it's, it's going good it's going fun we obviously we had Cynthia Road as a guest um yeah I'm really enjoying it it's called the lady doth protest too much which is a little quote from Hamlet um because <laughs> we're both actors but um mostly just because we're ladies that are protesting and it's on Acast isn't it and all the other usual places yes. spotify uh cast box youtube we're on youtube now we've branched out yes you've gone you've gone into video as well yeah which yeah. i am not brave enough to do frankly no <laughs> but but your think... hair looks your hair looks so great the, the world deserves to see that that's very kind i think the world's all right <laughs> the world's all right <laughs> for my tatty hair right now that hasn't been cut in a year it's all right oh um what I love well there's loads of things I love about your podcast just because it's it's really funny and it's like it's comforting and it's not meant to be patronizing but it's just it's two friends talking about really interesting stuff and you can tell you're like really good mates so it just feels comforting to hear that when you know you sat on your own in your house whatever you know it's really nice um but also the flipping theme tune which you recorded yourselves (laughs) is phenomenal oh my god thank you (laughs) yeah that that was another that was another massive breakdown I had um 
I, you can often find me at like four, five o'clock in the morning on some random app that I've downloaded from like the Google Play Store, desperately trying to thread things together, whether that's videos or audio or something. Um, yeah, we sort, of, we sort of had an idea. We wanted it to be slow at first to be like, oh, you know, very sort of Parisian, listening to a vinyl record and then go into a rock and roll um, track. So um, Esther sent me some um, clips of her singing um, and I was like, great, that can be the first, that can be the first 10, 15 seconds. And then I just sat there and screamed into my phone until I had something tangible to, <laughs> to, to slap on the end. Um, and by the end of it, my throat hurt because I was like, the lady, yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, how are you coming up with themes for each week? Because you get quite deep. There's some heavy themes in there, which yeah. I enjoy. It always it always starts off with talking about like poo or something, and then ends up being like a complete um, existential crisis. <laughs> um, I think the thing is, I feel like this with with all of particular like particular Cynthia, we'll have we'll talk for as I said like an hour, and we won't have actually spoken about anything. We'll just be talking crap. Um, so I think it's very much the same. Um, sort of theme when it's me and Esther chatting we'll sort of go what have we had a conversation about in the past that's made us laugh or has sort of captivated us um, and then we won't really plan anything and we'll just start rabbiting on um, and it's, so far it's working so <laughs> I think I think it's the best way it's just it's great so keep making those please it's great we, we shall endeavour to so but thank you for thank you so much for listening as well that's really kind of you oh well everyone should and i think with flipping everyone jumping on the bandwagon now we don't need robbie williams and his wife making a podcast listen no. to stuff oh. that, like that you're making and <laughs> thanks louis theroux but <laughs> we're all right <laughs> it's i think i think sometimes as much as like these celebrity like i love um i love sue perkins's podcast yeah her yes, is great yeah. Um, and there's such like a form of humanity and humility to her. Mm. Um, but I think sometimes you listen to podcasts and they're talking to people, talking to other celebrities and they're talking about things. And as much as they go, oh, I know I'm privileged to have this. You sort of sit there and think, I can't relate. I love you, but I can't relate to any of what you're saying, unfortunately, because it's just our lives are so categorically different. Um, and it's also all the same people doing the rounds on all the same podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so what's next for Will? Are you going to be doing any more digital drag or have you got different plans? Um, Will, I've got, I've got, I've got, I've had my first wig commissioned, which is <gasps> exciting. Um, I'm getting a ginger mullet made. Oh, I can't so. wait very excited about that um, is this for a specific performance are we going to get to see the white suit the white suit the white suit will definitely make a make right. make an make an appearance at some point for sure um so i've actually been writing a um sort of like a drag like theater show um so very much like i know um was it death drop just opened yeah. in the west end at yeah yeah um, holly stars holly stars vinegar strokes <sighs> Goodness I me. wish I'd seen it. I me wish too. I'd seen it. I would have hot-footed it on that train down to London if it had been safe to. 
yeah yeah for sure it, oh, it was and it was, I felt I, my heart really went out to them because what they did like a week of performance and then they yeah. had to close yeah they'll it's, be back they'll be back they will yeah every every all performance will be back with a vengeance mm. I'm sure of it um but uh yeah I started writing I had like um I really like clowning and I feel like Will can often be a very big clown um because I I the way I use Will is to um sort of get a magnifying glass to all the parts of my personality which are ridiculous and then just make that his predominant like personality so like the boy band thing because I have an interest in that therefore he is that Mm -hmm. um stuff like that um so I I really like the idea of of clownery and and buffoonery in that sense so I, I sort of had a few ideas for a few little scenes um I was like, oh, that could be funny. That could be funny. I've just started making them into a narrative, um, which is which is exciting. Um, so it's going to be draggy. It's going to be theatery. It's going to be clownery, but it's going to be have lip syncs and dances and oh. um, scenes, a love story, hopefully some form of educational value, maybe so I could get arts council funding. Yeah, <laughs> crowbar that in. <laughs> hopefully. Um, Although I don't, I don't know if it would be very PG, so maybe not. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm writing that and I fully in my brain, I'm like, I want to put this together with, with some friends, with some other drag people um, and hopefully take it to like the fringe eventually when yes. we're allowed to go to the fringe again. That's very exciting. Is there a working title you can give us? No, unfortunately, I honestly, the, the the characters don't even have names at the minute. So is it centred around Will or is it a different it would, I It's a different, different, I, I don't even know what parts, because I've sort of written it with, with five people in mind, who I won't disclose, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've written it with like five people in mind and it would be lots of um, multi-rolling, so you'd have one base character and then you play lots of little other um, characters along the way. And, and honestly, like the, the character who's one of the lovers is just lover one. And the other character who's the other lover is like lover two. <laughs> and then it's like buttons because I couldn't think of like another name for a side character or there's evil person who is like the, the villain of the piece. Um, so it's not really, it's, um, it's not really in any, any kind of order, but I, I think I have like a start, middle and end so I just need to I just need to work out I I need to actually just write it (laughs) this is very exciting um but yeah that would be that would be a great way to combine will with with um theatre that would be nice um but that's that's my plans at the minute (laughs) I can't do anything else (laughs) no well it's really exciting I, I hope it's something that we can enjoy soon hopefully hopefully and then of course we me and Cynthia behind the behind the scenes have got plans for euphoria when we are eventually allowed to re-emerge um yeah we'd started talks with um venues and such in October but then obviously November lockdown happened um and then all the venues had to say hi now well let's talk in the new year (laughs) and then another lockdown happened have you got thoughts for people that you would kind of like to invite now have there been people you've discovered just through digital oh my oh my word Mm. 
Oh, yeah. Um, quiches Lorraine. Quiches. Quiches Quiches. Lorraine. Oh, I, <laughs> I'm honestly, every time Quiches Lorraine pops up on, like, my Twitter or my Instagram and they've, like, responded to, like, um, responded to a story of mine or responded to a tweet or anything... I, I feel like a like a fan girl. I'm like, oh my god, Keisha's the Keisha's the Rangers responded to me. Um, and every time we have a chat, I I, I message Cynthia. I'm like, I'm talking to Keisha's. Um, yeah, I think they're great. They're yeah. so they're they're funny. They're they're brilliant. Yeah. Um, I'd love so I'd love to invite Keisha's. Um, would love to have Iris Pompey back. Um, we've worked with Iris Pompey in the past. Um. I'd love to ask people like Black Pepper to come perform. Black Pepper is incredible. Obviously, you spoke to Black Pepper. Um, I mean, there's there's so many people. Um, yeah, um, other kings. Dave Mighty is a great king um, from London who I'd love to have perform. He's he's great. He's batshit crazy. Um, yeah, there's there's lots of people. This is this is what's um, Jay Andre, Jay Andre from Birmingham. There's been so many people um, through. That's the one thing I could say like about that I really liked about Digital Drag last year is it's opened so many um, sort of mingling opportunities. Like I now know so many more people than I did, you know, this time last year. Um, and I can say I've worked with them because we've done digital shows together. Yeah but it'd be great to actually finally like get to meet them in person and get to scream at them as they do. They do wonderful lip syncs. I think um, the UK scene right now is phenomenal. Yeah. It's such an yeah. exciting place to be for drag. For real. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm really, I'm really excited for, for a lot of these people um, to, you know, get, finally get their sort of moments, moments in the sun, what with, with drag race UK becoming a, um, a big a big pop culture phenomenon over here how do you feel about that so like the fangirl in me I'm so pleased to see people getting that spotlight on them for Drag Race UK but then a little bit of me is like oh we've lost them now yeah. <laughs> that's it like I'll never get to see them somewhere small or I won't get to meet them or it's an interesting yeah. phenomenon I mean I'm not the biggest fan of RuPaul um, yeah it's problematic to say the yeah. least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, but I, mm, uh, I guess. <laughs> shouldn't, have, shouldn't have mentioned it. I shouldn't have brought no. it up. Right. We'll cut it out. We'll cut it out. No, <laughs> no so I think, I, no, I think that 100% is, is part of like the concern. Um, I saw Tace perform oh, in Bath. Tace. Yeah, at Moles. And I remember that night, um, we met them like in the smoking area outside and sort of said hello. But I didn't really I knew I knew obviously I knew who Takes was, but I didn't um I didn't really chat to them because uh, I was sort of nervous, intimidated. So don't look at me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, You're too beautiful, don't look at me. Um and then I watched them perform. Um they did level up and it was it was incredible, they were amazing. And I, ever since like the first series of Drag Race, I was like, Taste will be on series two. Taste yeah. will definitely be on series two. And obviously they are. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they win the whole bloody thing, to be honest mm. with you. But um, yeah, and that was like a really dingy, very small little club in, in Bath. So I can only sort of, 
I mean, good for I mean, good for all of them for like making money out of it. Though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I think I think sort of society at the minute we're in this zeitgeist where drag is this massive thing. Um, and I know some of the bigger queens are always like, we don't know when this is going to go away. And I think that's a good point. Like we don't know when mm. this is going to go away. Um, I think a lot of people are getting tired of drag race now in its current format but oh, we all yes. still watch it but we like to complain about it anyway and it's, it was a just it's a great show to watch because it's just queer people being queer isn't it um, yeah you don't get that really anywhere else not not in its in, in the same way drag race is um but I think I you know I'm really excited for people I think a lot more people I know will start to get onto it which is just really exciting anyway because you know they get the they get to be on TV, yeah. you know, um, and hopefully it'll open up performance opportunities for them. Um, obviously, it sucks being being a lady, not being, of being a and not of being course. able to go on. RuPaul, not not keen still, not keen. No, oh, come on, bro. Could you imagine this? Can you imagine a series where you've got kings, queens, and just I mean performers? Artists? It would be so much better. <laughs> Yeah, we add a little bit of spice, you know. Oh my um, good god! I think I think that'd be oh, that'd be amazing. Um, I think it's... people would that would that would you know half the RuPaul's fan base are teenage girls. Imagine telling a teenage girl that they can be they can even if they are you know a girl they can be a drag queen or they can be a king or they can be nothing at all. They can just be a drag artiste. There's got right, to be something soon that will be commissioned that will have that, surely. Hopefully. Because yeah. surely the UK being what it is right now with this phenomenal scene, can't we just put something together Yeah. for everyone? Yeah. Hey, no one's asking me for TV show ideas, so it's fine. I mean, maybe maybe it should be you and I. Yes, but, we do it. Let's do it. <laughs> let's storm the BBC. We'll, we'll make them listen. For God's sake. <laughs> oh, so where can we find you, Will? Where can we find uh, you? You can find me um, on basically just on Instagram. <laughs> on Instagram, um, at willpower.drag, I think is my handle. Probably my handle. Yes, I will put a link in the description, yeah, as they say. Yeah, at willpower.drag. Um, and also um, at euphoria underscore Norwich is um, the euphoria drag show. Um, and then my podcast is um, at the lady doth dot pod on Instagram. Um, but if you type into Spotify or YouTube, the lady doth protest too much, we will pop up or, or Castbox or anywhere you can find your podcasts. We're, I think we're everywhere other than Apple podcasts, but we're working on that. We're working on that. Marvellous. Thank you. It's been delightful chatting to you. No, thank you so much for having me. Hi again, it's Carly. Thanks so much for listening to the show. If you want to find out more or get in touch, head over to teawithkingsandqueens.com.